anyone else have trouble sleeping last night and the night before that? Same. And I've tried everything, but it either doesn't help me sleep so I'm cranky and tired the next day, or I sleep and then I'm drowsy the next day. Luckily, Seize the Night and Day is here. Go to SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more about insomnia and how you can seize the night. And Carpe the DM. Make their mission your mission because they will not rest until we all rest. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices, which adds up to big savings for the win. You also earn fuel points on every purchase, which means you win big at the pump. The Kroger Plus card, all you do is win big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I am good. And how are you doing? I am good too. Yeah, so you've been rolling, continuing to roll with Better Call Daddy there. I am, man. That is a key is consistency, right? Staying with it when you want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like that sometimes? Oh, yeah. You know, I just started running and you'll appreciate this because you're into fitness mm. and I love the trainers who are like, right when you don't want to go to the end is when you got to push harder. Yeah. Like you have to complete your goals and I'm good as long as like, like I make the hard part of the run. And then if I can't do the warm down, I'm like, okay, that's okay. Like I can skip yeah. the like walking inverted or, you know, bring in my legs up in the back, my knees up at the front. I'm like, I can yeah. skip that. Like I can rid myself of like the warm down if I warm up. And if I do the full run, then I'm like, there's a little leeway at the end yeah. with the stretches. Yeah. I hear you. I think I, you know, I, I sometimes feel that way too, with like doing a, you know, show it's like, sometimes you're like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Well, there's so many ups and downs. Like I reached out to somebody who I really wanted for the 200th episode. And she said, yes. And she wrote me back like, yes, like three times. And then today (laughs) I like secured a client that wanted me to do a shoot for them on Friday. And then I got her backing out saying that she's too busy. Yeah, I was like too yeah. busy, but she told me yes three times. Okay, I mean, you give people the benefit of the doubt, but it was sure. like some good with some bad. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, I think it's important to talk about this because I think we're on and we're in kind of an online environment where everybody puts like the best version of what's going on versus like, let's talk about some stuff that's not so great. So. What takes you to this place sometimes beyond just what you told me? There's just some like a feeling sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. Or are there other reasons? Well, when I've got 10 episodes in the can and guests reaching out to me and they're like, where's my episode? And I'm like, I still oh. haven't marketed the two that I just published. And yeah. I have paid client work coming in that I'm putting before that. Of course. Of <laughs> you course. know, yeah. or just, you know, you got to phrase things in a positive light. Right. Um, (laughs) I I was talking to somebody else that wanted uh, me to come up with five ways to be a good podcast host. And so we got on that whole topic of should everybody even be one, right? Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. And what you learn in helping other people produce their shows. Mm. And how can you make people look good? 
Yeah. You have to play to their strengths. You have to know how much scripting and unscripting and research needs to mm. go into the into the show. Right. Right. For for you, you've done so many interviews and you're very comfortable on the fly, but for yeah. a lot of people, they hit the record button <laughs> and pause. Oh, have you noticed that a lot that people kind of freeze up a little bit or they have a hard time sometimes? I have seen that with some people. And then you have to make them feel comfortable and then you have to yeah. remind them of who they are and <laughs> what's important to them. Yes. Bring them kind of back down to earth. What do you think it is about that kind of lights camera action thing? Once it starts, what is that? I've actually experienced it too. So I can tell you a little bit. It's different being behind the scenes. It's like when those lights are shining on you, it doesn't feel like a conversation. It feels uh. like you have to be more proper, more <laughs> edited. Yeah. But the more you practice, the more conversations you have, you just feel freer in talking. I agree. I totally agree. I never think about it either way. <laughs> I just roll into it, man. <laughs> I mean, do you look back on your earlier episodes now though, and see that you've made progress? There has to be progress. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I think in the beginning, I just didn't really know what it was. I was like, what is this? You know, and I feel like I always ask good questions and stuff and, and I get better. It's more automatic, but I think like just uh, not knowing where it's going. And to some extent, I still don't know where it's going. I mean, 400, I'm about to hit 400 episodes and I'm kind of like, well, what's, what's the point, <laughs> you know, sometimes. And I think it's like may always for me, I always come back to this, just good conversation with someone. That's really the point for me. How can I get educated through talking to a lot of different people? You know? It does enhance your life. It does. And there's, there's tidbits in each episode where you're like, oh, that's quotable. Yeah, I think so. And, um, but I do have moments like where I'm like, man, when is this going to be over? <laughs> I do think that sometimes. I'm like, what's the end game? Like, how long am I going to do this? But then I'm kind of like, I really enjoy doing this. You know, even if you love something, sometimes you don't want to do it, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I actually loved, I think it was one of your last episodes mm -hmm. where he said, do more good things than bad things. Yeah. And yeah. simplify everything. Yeah. Those two things are such simple ideas, <laughs> but really great. I actually retweeted yeah. just those two little quotes from your last episode. Yeah. I was like, that is so true. Like how many businesses have a hard time simplifying their message where anyone can understand what they do? Yeah. I mean, I think it was, he was also saying like the smartest people he knows simplify things. Don't try to make things so complicated. Sometimes I think in my mind, I try to do that with the podcast. Like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm like, no, I just need to show up. I just need to talk to people and create good relationships and wherever it goes, it goes, you know? And I'm sure by all of these relationships that you've created, things have come your way that you just completely would have never foreseen. Yeah. I think mostly it's just meeting good people every once in a while. It may be something else, but mostly it's just having other people to connect with on a regular basis, if I want to, or if they want to, you know, type of thing. Do people come to you and 
tell you the ideas that they have for starting their own show. And then a lot of times <laughs> it goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody, you know, it's funny. It's like months later, like I started my own podcast. I'm like, that's great. You know, and I just think it's hard to keep doing it. Now, podcasting to me is one of the harder things to do to be consistent at because there's a lot involved with it. I mean, how, how have you, how do you view that? Right. Actually, this woman just asked me last night, she was like, what about it don't you like? So mm -hmm. I love having the conversations like you, like yeah. I'm an extrovert and I love the relationship yeah. building side of it. Yeah. I could do that all day long, but yeah, the yeah. creating the summaries and the repurposing <laughs> the content and sending it to all the guests and following up with them. And that part is a lot of work for me. I yeah. wish I had somebody to do that well, like I do it. Yeah, I feel it's the exact same way. And I think I, I think my, my recent issue is that I just in general really don't like social media. The, the, so like I have- The social I'm, doctor doesn't like yeah, social media. I don't like it. I just, uh, I really don't like the current version of it, uh, which is why I reached out to you about this other thing that I'm doing. But like, I struggle with promoting on all these sites because like internally, I just, I have this conflict where I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. And, and then when I, I do it, I never feel good about it. To these, like you'll see on Instagram, mm. you know, shout out Wednesday and like yeah, tag yeah. 10 other podcasts. And then <laughs> everybody who tags me, I'm like out signing them back under the yeah. post and like yeah. high-fiving them all and like <laughs> following them all and then checking do they follow me back. And yeah. I, I fall into that shenanigans and like, mm. You really, honestly, if you want to grow, have to play into some of that. I mean, yeah. look, you've got 17,000 followers on LinkedIn. I don't know if you've yeah. played into any of that, but no. you know, if I see you interview somebody that I like, I might reach out to them and say, Hey, I saw yeah. that you were on Dr. Darian's. I vibed with what you said. I like right. him. Let's connect. Right. I do that a lot, actually, with mm -hmm. people that I like talking to. Yeah. I proactively do that. Yes. I think that's a good thing. I just, um, uh... Man, I have a deep internal conflict with with the posting and all this stuff to in order to grow. And I've, I keep thinking to myself, why do I have this issue? What is there deep inside me that keeps telling me this feels not good to me? I don't know what it is. I, I can relate to that, too, because I'm like. I'm getting business. Mm -hmm. I am growing slowly. Why do I need to grow to a point where I can't even manage it even more. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I be happy with the journey? Why can't I be happy <laughs> exactly with where I'm at? Yeah. And nurture where I'm at. Yeah. I think it's a what is human the question. pressure to have a zillion freaking followers? What everywhere? is the pressure? Yes. This whole thing is like everyone's striving for to reach some point, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. It just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know what it is, Rena. I just, it just like uh, the other day I canceled my Twitter account because I just for my podcast, I was like deactivate. I was like, I don't care about this. I just don't I, care about it. Yeah. I don't even use the better call daddy one because there was a <laughs> sicko that had like better oh. call daddy. So I had to do like better call dad one. I was like, oh, this is so like, oh, is anybody no, even yeah. going to like find that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, everybody follows mainly my name. 
like Rita yeah. Friedman Watts, that account is more followed on Facebook. That account is more sure. followed on Instagram. That account is my LinkedIn. Yeah. Do you need to own Better Call Daddy on Facebook? Do you need to own Better Call Daddy on <laughs> TikTok? I mean, probably yeah. just so some sicko doesn't have Better Call Daddy, but right. It's hard yeah. to be everywhere. It's I, I hard am to be so, everywhere. I'm so inner inner like conflicted with that as well and I also like when you were talking about it it kind of reminded me of when I worked in television I'm like how many shows do I need to work on before I feel like I've made it like how many times do I need to have my name in the credits to be like okay I I worked in television and I thought that I got it out of my system I thought you know (laughs) having worked for VH1 and Fox and you know, the Kyoto brothers and Jerry Springer and all these shows, I thought I was ready to like have that next chapter, like get married, have kids, stay home, be that. But then I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Then I like tiptoed my way back in. (laughs) And now I had somebody contact me literally Wednesday night and was like, I need a commercial by Monday. Can you do it? I'm like, of course, of course I can do it. Like, yeah. Hold the hoop. I'll jump through it. Right. 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 What is that? What is, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm having kind of this existential feeling about this and I, but I feel like none of us are talking about it openly in a forum like this. We're just all kind of climbing some ladder to where, where are we oh going? Oh my God, I'm with you. <laughs> like, where are we going? Like I have a good, you know, training business. I'm good. I'm not really pushing on. I'm like, where am I going? Like, what is, and I, and that's why I always come back to, I'm having good conversations. I'm meeting Rena's of the world. I'm meeting all these wonderful people who I've just become friendly with. And I, I think I just need to focus on that because the more I think about the other stuff, it just feels so wrong to me. Like I have an Instagram for my podcast. Honestly, I hate it. I just do. I don't even like posting on it. I'm like, how much longer am I going to keep this? Just feels inauthentic to that too. I think so. Listen to that a little bit. Yeah, because the world says you need to do all these things to grow, and I'm like, I know, I get it. I just, what if it, what if you're told to do something to get a result, but you're against doing it in some way? You know, like, I mean, my own daughter told me this past week that everybody in her math class did the problem a different way, and that she counted all the boxes on the graph yeah. and got the answer the same way, but it took her longer. I was like, if you figured out some creative way to count the boxes <laughs> and do it and you got the same yeah. answer, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just a difficult thing. So actually I love talking to other podcasts because I'm curious to like, it's conversational. Where is it going? You see all the guests and stuff, but you wonder like, how do they feel about the whole thing? You know? Yeah. And lately, because I feel like last year I like really put work first. I put customers first. It was like Uh all of these people coming to my, coming my way for help. I'm like, Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, I could do that. Oh, let me try that. And I really put my health second. And I was like, I'm going to start taking things off my calendar. I'm going to start making sure I run every day. I'm going to like, see, I want to try the like getting into the flow of life a little bit, (laughs) like what things come my way. I did a volunteer opportunity. (laughs) 
yeah, I like volunteered last week. I like yeah. took different routes to a new coffee shop. You know, I paid for some Katie Couric tickets that I wouldn't yeah. normally do. I think it's really important sometimes to try new things, see what you don't like, go new routes, talk yeah. to different people. You got to take time for that too. Like I a little so. bit of a, a recharge. I think, I think so. And I think I'm having this very large thing where I don't like that you feel like you have to document all of your life all the time. Like I don't do that anyways, but I feel like it's unhealthy. And if you constantly ha have this pressure to post, to go somewhere that we may not even know what that means, that just doesn't, it doesn't feel native to me. Like you said, I think, I think you got to follow that, you know? And whenever you follow your gut, your instinct or whatever, you always feel better about it, regardless of what it leads to. It's like, oh, I'm listening to me, you know? Yes. And I think that I, from starting to run, have started to get more in tune with my mind. Yeah. I really am starting to feel a rhythm between my mind and my body. In what <laughs> way? so Tell weird. Me. I'd love to hear that, a little more about that. Yeah. I think there is a rhythm, like when you oxygenate your body mm -hmm. and you get that blood flowing and you start sure. your day like that and you don't have your phone nearby mm -hmm. and you're just focusing on leaning a little bit forward or not bouncing so much or taking yeah. the right strides and just letting yeah. the ideas flow through your mind. Yeah. That is an, uh, a more technical term. It's just association versus disassociation you know most of the world is disassociating so you're trying to do something that distracts you from the thing you're actually doing yeah so, there's some rhythm to that yeah an association is much less done where you focus on let's say an exercise your breathing the rhythm the count of your steps your uh, everything and you actually become one with that versus listening to something that distracts you from the movements you're doing you know? It can be, yeah, like, I feel like uh, synchronistic. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what this means, <laughs> but I feel like I need to follow whatever it is. And uh, I like doing my podcast, but I feel like it was almost better when I didn't have this other stuff as well. Because I didn't care about like, you know what it is, because you got to post it to all these places. And I always felt it was better when I just had the conversation and I sent the guests, you know, here's the links. And I was like, peace, I'm done. Here we did our thing. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'll send it out to maybe on LinkedIn or something. Then I'm done, man. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know. What I've discovered lately is if somebody who you've interviewed does a cool post that you like, yeah. you can share their post and then link to the episode with them. Right. So I interviewed a guy who was the backup dancer to Madonna and he did a post recently where he had his two little beautiful twin daughters oh, nice. by his side. And he said he had two daddy's girls. I was like, I literally just took that quote and was like two daddy's girls. And to hear yeah. his story about that, click here. That's a so good idea. You can repurpose other people's things. So I also, I had like this body positivity model on She's yeah. a plus size model. I love her vibe. I love her story. And she showed pictures of, you know, when she was chubby as a kid and she was like, they told me I never model. They told me I never get 
any pictures taken of me because I had too many freckles. And she did like this whole reel of all of these parts of her life where they told her she couldn't. And then it led to her working with all of these brands. And it was like such a great reel. I just shared that. I was like, love body positivity. Here's the link to her full story. And I started doing more of that. And it takes some of the pressure off of me having to come up with so many damn posts. I know, man. It's, it's true. No, that's a good idea. It's actually a really good idea. What do you use from like your TV days with your podcast that you think maybe is unique from other people? That's a great question. I would say for my TV days, I come up with creative titles. I see. So from something that we talk about, like you just said, I don't like social media, but yeah, yeah. your name is Dr you know, social, I, that could be a title right there. I have conversations with people all the time and I'm like, well, write that down. There's the title. Yeah. Or even when I'm re-listening to it, I'm like, oh, there's the title. So I think that is from my TV days. Also, I, you don't edit like I do. I cut out parts of the conversation that's repetitive. right. Right. Like, and my editor that I work with, gets that too because she also has a television background there are parts always in a conversation that you say more than once there are things that can be cut out and so I feel like my post-production background kind of taught me you can simplify yeah that's really interesting that's that's true there are parts that are are similar kind of repetitive uh with that what's the what have you so you've done 200 or you're right around there at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm right around there. So have you reflected about your journey in the 200? And if you have, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. So in the beginning, speaking of simplification, I have a very short attention span. So my interviews were a lot shorter. And part of why I'm not editing is because I could literally always cut more. Like I can cut and cut and cut. I could make each episode 15 minutes. Right. And so they were much snappier in the beginning, but then I realized like, I think they might be too fast for some people. Like Mm. just because I like it snappy doesn't mean that other people don't want more. It's kind of like when I tried stand up a couple of times, like the first time I got up there and told my story, I got some laughs and then I tried to edit out the not funny parts. (laughs) And then the second time I got no laughs. laughs. So it was like, oh, you gotta have the buildup in there. You gotta have a little yeah. bit of the, the lulls. You gotta have a little bit of the not funny part to get to the funny part. Right, right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you worked on a lot of different shows and you know, podcasting's all the rage. Like everyone has a podcast now, literally. It seems like, that way. Everyone is like <laughs> trying to do one and you know, what's the goal of it? You know, I just, I always just go back to that, but that's a great question for me. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite part of my whole podcast is that I get special time with my dad and we get to talk about things that we've never talked about before. Like that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I win. Yeah. You get to talk to your dad more about some interesting stuff. I get to talk to my dad about interesting stuff and I'm including my daughter. So she's getting to talk to some of my fun guests. I'm getting ready to interview a guy who's the food freak. And my older son is like super into 
food preparation. So right. I'm like, maybe I can actually like relate to him, you know, about something at 13. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been able to include my entire family in this. And I'm like, how awesome is this going to be for my kids yeah. later? It's going to be such a legacy of like how my dad would answer all of these kinds of subjects. Yeah. That's really great. I mean, you know, I've been retooling, so I'm going to start scheduling in the new year a lot less episodes, but I'm going to basically primarily have episodes with people who uh, I just, I'm really, I love talking to, because I think it'll just be more authentic. Like one of my guys, he, I've done like a 12 albums project. So he did 12 albums and we've reviewed every album that he did of the 12. And we became like amazing friends through the process, which is such a gift, you know? And we love 80s movies, like bad 80s movies. So our, another segment in my podcast is going to be called Arbiters of Bad Taste, where we review like 80s movies. Like, I don't know why we're doing it, just because we just want to do more stuff together. We just want to spend more time together. And, Look, it's you know, all about energy. Yeah. It is all about how excited you are about what you're talking about and yes. how excited the people are that you're talking to. So yes. if that's cool to you, bring it. Yeah. I think it's just, honestly, I think we just do it for fun. Just, just us and having a good time. And I think that's kind of the wraparound is like for any podcasters listening, it's like, what, what is your why? What's the goal? And, you know, I know so much people have this large goal of monetization for podcasts, but very few podcasters actually do that, can do that, you know? So, you know. I mean, I see these questions on Twitter, like, what do you want in the new year for your podcast? And people yeah. are like, more listeners, monetization, <laughs> better guests. I mean, yeah. everyone wants that. Yeah. But if they were to focus on having fun, letting loose, yes, talking about something that they're passionate about. Most definitely. That would come. Yeah. I think so. It's uh it's just a funny thing to do. And I I'm always curious how other podcasters navigate the guest action. So, you know, and your your uh podcast is awesome because you get like really amazing guests, like really distinctive people. So I think it'd be good for the people who are podcasters who are listening. How do you go about finding guests on your podcast? So that does go back to my TV roots too. Yeah. Like I worked okay. in casting. I love finding a good story. You know, Great. lately, so many people have been sending me guests. Yes. And, you know, if I have a potential client that sends me someone, yeah, that enhances my relationship with them. So I'm going to do it. Right. Or... My husband, he's like a hyper intellectual and he right. listens to a ton of things and he knows who I'm looking for. He sent me somebody. He was, uh, he found some guy, his name is plant-based Ben. And he's yeah. like, do you know him? I don't know who this is, but it sounds like he's an Instagrammer and uh, he's an anti-vaxxer yeah. and he's a fitness guy. Yeah. I was like, what a combination. I want to talk to him and he's local. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to, I want to know yeah. all of that. Yeah. We have, a so my similar... husband got me yeah. him and the food freak came from Briner Agassi. He was a drummer uh, that was on my show. 
Yeah. Yeah. People are starting to send me really interesting people. I had another lady, uh, Dr. Randall. She sent me a lady who started an orphanage. So if it's something that I know nothing about and it's interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't want to go after people that everyone else has interviewed. Yes. Yes. You know what? That's a good point. Actually, I think, and it's, it's definitely something I try to do myself. Oh, I just kind of go off a of feel like I, like you, I get sent a lot of people. I think, I think I said this when I was on your podcast, like I say, no, a lot. And, uh, I think I'm, I think I have accelerated my no saying it's even worse now, Rena. <laughs> I'm saying no, like 90% of that, it like really has to grab me. I have a like, heart, like I want to accelerate the no. There's, there's a good, that's a good title. Yeah. Accelerate the nose. That's a title. Also, right. It's true. I, I have uh, to say if someone cancels that I wasn't super excited about, there's yeah. not a very good chance they're getting back on the calendar. I feel the same way. I'm the same. I was like, thank way. you, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that happens to me. Sometimes I have something going, I'm like, I'm not sure if this is going to be that interesting. And then it doesn't happen. I was like, no, that's fine. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And I think what was, what space was I in where I wanted to do that? (laughs) Like where I wanted to book that, what was the space I was in? So like, I think I'm always evolving my guest or casting in a sense, like how I want to do this. But then I always have these crazy ideas of like shows I want to do. And I'm like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> you know, like, I say, if you have an idea though, go for it. Yeah. Although I'm going to say, I watched this documentary with my daughter and I got all excited because I reached out to the main star in there and she's the one that just canceled, but she did yeah. tell me, yes, we are connected. She's been on some huge shows. Yeah. But I'm like, it has happened for me in the past. Like me and my daughter watched Indian matchmaking. And then I reached out to all of the people yeah. on it and four people said, yes, you know what? I could reach out to other people from the show. Yeah. So I think if you have an idea, try it. I literally have been doing so much more of that. Evan Carmichael says that he's like, I'm running out of, he's like, I don't even have any more ideas because as soon as I have one, I try it. Right. Yeah. I like, I like that. I love your approach to all this stuff. It's like finding people who not a lot of people have talked to is a very different way. Very emotional things in comments. I saw this girl post that she knocked her front teeth out. And once she realized that she was single and didn't have her teeth, how much that affected her confidence. I was like, Mm. that is such an interesting perspective to confidence. Like what do your teeth mean to you? And then people with teeth problems from all around the world started reaching out to her. Like there's some people in other countries that don't even fix their teeth. Like we live in a country with so many like perfect veneers. But in totally other countries, true. a little gap like mine is normal, you know? Right. So totally true. I love, I just love that. I think there's just a lot to be learned from seasoned podcasters too. Like it's very rare, at least I see it's rare that pe- someone like you and me who have a very large podcast queue, things actually talk about the process of it, you know, because there's so many people starting and I think there's this gusto when you start, this big gusto, like, man, I'm going to have all these listeners. I'm gonna... It's really a slow process. 
is very sad. Oh my God. And how many interviews do you do in the beginning? You're like, I've got 50 in the queue. And then you're like, some of them aren't good though. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. should I even air that one? I mean, have you not aired them? Like I have some, I have, I just never aired. Really? What do you, t- what do you say to the people when did they ask you about it? A few have. <laughs> <laughs> If they're listening right now, truthfully, sometimes it's been audio quality. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You know, if you're walking around and <laughs> you've got earbuds on and I hear vacuum cleaners and kids, like yeah. it doesn't sound good. Right. And I yeah. love you. And thanks for being a part of the beginning of my journey and process, but yeah. I'm glad we had the conversation. It doesn't have to air. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, uh, you know, and I, I, much like that, I give everybody a lot of heads up. Usually I'm like, Hey, unless they're like a very seasoned pro and I'm like, they know the deal. I mean, they're not going to come unprepared, but for a lot of people who are guests, they don't naturally usually, usually know like the etiquette and you get people who may have like a larger deal and they just come on with like the speaker. I'm like the microphone. No, like. That has happened to me, actually. Somebody with a big show, like they have a studio. And then when I interviewed them, they were doing it from home from their computer monitor. I was like, oh, thanks. They just just downgraded your whole thing. But their thing was like really high. You know, it's like, (laughs) what is that? You know, it's like, come on. (laughs) You know, I, I do think it's interesting that you said you're constantly evolving. Yeah because, and that it's a slow journey. I really like that, that you're talking about that because until you've done at least 50 episodes, yeah. I think that you're going to suck. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I know you have to get repetitions much like you do like an exercise. If you're lifting weights and all that stuff, you have to put in the reps for it, but I also think you have to be prepared for it becoming something else potentially. Maybe like you have a brand and stuff, but like you just may feel differently about it. And I always tell people like, it's okay if like it becomes something else that you didn't intend it to be. Or if what you're doing just doesn't feel good anymore, it's okay to change it, you know? I saw a post about that today where the Binge Factor host, I don't know if you've seen that podcast, Mm -hmm. but she was talking about how it's okay to change the title of your show. Yeah. Because once you have the listeners and once you have RSS feed, it's just moving forward of the people yeah. who are going to see the new title, but your followers are following you. Yeah. But then I was just thinking, I'm like, well, my daddy is like the theme of the show. Like yeah, people yeah. want to know what he says at the end. So like, <laughs> I'm not changing that. But then yeah. I was thinking I did do a week where I did an Indian matchmaking takeover. Yeah. And I was thinking of doing a week or two of like a healthcare takeover. Cause I have like yep. a bunch of healthcare people that have reached mm-hmm. out to me since I'm producing some other healthcare shows. And sure. I obviously healthcare is of the utmost concern right now in the country. Right. So even if you don't change the title of your show, you can have weeks where you do something totally different. Yeah, most definitely. And I, for me, like I have to do that because I just get bored. <laughs> I'm just like, eh. I have other stuff I could be doing, (laughs) you know? And back to the whole like pressure thing. 
So I feel like there's pressure around episode 50, episode 100, yeah. when you reach 10,000 downloads, when you reach 20,000 downloads, yeah. when you have X number of followers, like how can we alleviate that and just show up, have fun, talk about things that interest us and build relationships. And you know, the other thing is I found this, I, maybe you can uh, speak to this is that you may go a while with like, okay, we did this episode, this episode, and maybe it's like lightly promoted by the other person. And then you get one person who like is like in love with their episode oh, and they yes. just can't stop talking about it. They share it and it just like boosts you hard. I, mean, I find those people are not that common though, at least to me in my experience. Yeah, they really aren't. I definitely know like my 20 people like my 20 biggest fans yeah. everywhere. Exactly. And God bless those people because yes. they keep you going and be one of those people. Be one of those people. I really, I really feel that. And I think that's, if you just keep doing it, you're going to run into more of those people who are like, when they go, oh man, I can't wait to share this episode. And they actually do. And they do it with a gusto and excitement that you just weren't even prepared for. You're like, whoa, <laughs> like, but I think it's rare. I don't think it's common in my experience. It's not common. I reached a lady in Cambodia. She's mm -hmm. like one of my biggest fans. God bless her. She has followed me from platform to platform. And let me tell you, I show her love back. That's I make nice. her videos. I introduce her to my daughter. I share her stuff. I follow her brother. Yeah. That's what it's about. You know <laughs> yeah, what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Yeah. She sends me anyone that are shoe in. Like yeah, I have some people like that. Yeah. I'm the same way. And it's, it's those people you listen and you don't know, you help podcasters keep doing it. You are the fuel, the jet fuel the electricity for people like Rena and I, because you actually care about your episode. Because one of the worst things is somebody badly wants to be on and then they just don't do anything about it. They just kind of mail it in and then they don't promote their own episode. I don't get that. Like they wanted to do it. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think we should talk about ways, like really easy ways to make someone's day. Yeah. So there's true. so many ways. There you is. could show up on somebody's live and say hi. Yeah. You could show up on someone's live and take something that they said and screenshot the live and quote it and share it in your story. Yeah, totally true. Most definitely true. And that's why I love these conversations. It's good to like talk about these things because I think as podcasters, we want to talk about like, oh, the best ways to do this episode, how to get this, how to do that. But there's something very natural and native to having doubts about your podcast or feeling like not doing it. And those, that's the stuff that interests me on some level. I've had multiple conversations this week about people that have reached out to me and they're like, I have this fantastic idea. Let's talk about it in a month from now. Yeah. I'm like, what is stopping you from doing it today? What is stopping yeah. you from doing it tomorrow? Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, before I started my podcast, I just had conversations with people on the phone. That's all I did. There's no podcast. It was completely anonymous. I would just chat with somebody. And part of me feels like I'm, I will be returning to that primarily at some point. Um, it's funny. Sometimes you come back to the things that make the most sense to you in your life. You so know? I'm going to tell you some of the things that have made the most sense out of mine so far. 
my dad really wanted me to do a Zoom with his mother. Mm. I did it a year before I aired it. Yeah. A year I was sitting on that episode. Then my dad was cleaning out his old factory and found a tape of his dad who had passed away. Yeah. And I had that tape transferred and he talked about similar things to what really? my grandmother talked about. Wow. And I was like, I am going to mesh those two and have my dad reflect on what they both said. And it was wow. such a special episode. And I was like, the fact that I have this show and I can show other people that they can do this yeah. was like very special. That is special. Wow. That, what a great idea. What a great idea. I love that idea, Rena. There's so many elderly that would love to have a conversation with you. And my grandmother now cannot tell that story. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. One year later. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, you know, Rena, you got a real special vibe going on. Seriously. Like I know it when I see it, when I hear it, there's certain people that I have connected with. It's just like, it's like a, it's like a boom explosion when you meet them because they're explosive in a positive way. You are, you're so positive. You're so nice. You know, we've had several like LinkedIn discussions and stuff and we connect. And that I think for me, it summarizes is really the beautiful thing about all this. It's just Aww. having more friends, having more connections, having more meaningful relationships with people. And I'm grateful for that. Me too. It really will transform your life. It will transform your life. Well, listen, I, it's funny, people like you, I was like, I should have put way more time available for this I have to get running but I'm like oh this just could have kept going I felt like it was perfect yeah it, it was like yeah was I felt like we gave value and it flowed well and I'm so happy yeah. to reconnect with you me too I definitely want to have you on again I just like that's kind of my thing I, I keep going back to the well sometimes with people I have them on three four five six times I'm like I can't help it I just just want to talk to you more you know <laughs> like so, yeah, and I think letting people eavesdrop on a comfortable conversation is is a yeah, really beautiful thing. Most definitely. Well, Rena, listen, it's uh, sure it's evening time where you are. It's evening where I'm at. Um, please have a wonderful rest of your day. You and, too. Uh, you too. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. I'll be in touch with you. And I'll re-promote it. Oh, I know you will. That I never worry about. <laughs> I may not be on Instagram in like a week, but you know, <laughs> if you see, you don't see me on there, we'd be like, oh, he was a pre, was a prelude to it. He was ready to jump off, man. <laughs> Even if you're not there and I can't tag you, I'd put your name there anyway. That's nice. That's nice. All right, Rena, you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Okay. You too. Stay All blessed. Right. Thanks. At Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What does it take to uncover sustainable investments? It takes robust proprietary research, disciplined investment principles, and a commitment to responsibility. In short, it takes fidelity. Because when it comes to your portfolio and the world, no detail is too small. Fidelity. We bring clarity to sustainability. 
Visit fidelity.com slash sustainable to learn more. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC.